beginning a new message series today, and I simply called it Faith. And uh, over the next few weeks, we're going to look at some of the basics of faith. And faith is uh, such an important topic because Scripture says this about faith. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Uh, faith is essential to, to pleasing God. It's important to our lives as followers of Jesus Christ. And today I want to talk about having a stoked faith. Uh, we're talking about how to have a vital, growing faith. Uh, before Forrest and I moved to Kentucky, when I went down there to seminary, we lived in a home that we had built in Concord uh, as newlyweds. And when we built the home in the 70s, we had electric baseboard heaters installed. I had grown up in a farmhouse and with a fur wood furnace in the basement, and I decided my wood chucking, furnace filling days were over. <laughs> I was just going to have electric heat. Well, that lasted about one month after it got cold outside, and I saw the electric heat bill, <laughs> and uh, wood heat suddenly became quite attractive again. And so we quickly installed a little stand, freestanding wood stove in the living room. And for the 20 years that we lived in that house, we heated with wood. And one, one of the things that's really nice about wood, um, other than the fact that Forrest did all the cutting, splitting, and <laughs> carrying of it, is that uh, no matter how cold it gets, you can keep it really warm in the house. You can have it as warm, warm, warm as you like. Uh, has anybody ever heated with wood or had experience with wood fires? Right. Sure. So then all of you know uh, about stoking a fire, right? If you keep the fire stoked, uh, you can stay warm. And so when it gets chilly, start the, you know, starts to cool down a little bit, you go over and take a poker or a stick or something and knock the logs down onto those hot coals and throw some fresh fuel in and all of a sudden, it starts to warm up in there again. You stir the coals and you feed the fuel. Well, this morning, we're going to talk about how to stoke your faith, uh, how we can fan the into flame uh, an already vital faith or to uh, stir up the embers of a waning faith so that it has the fuel to take off. And what we see in Scripture is that um, it's, faith is frequently measured in quantitative terms. Jesus commends people for having great faith. He chides his disciples for having little faith, right, or for their lack of faith. In Paul's writings, we see that some people's uh, faith is weaker than other people's faith, but also that faith can grow, and not only grow, but the expectation is that it would continue to grow and grow. And the good news is that Jesus says that faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains, and uh, Jessica's got some little cards up here with mustard seeds on them that you can take for this series, and she's got them spread up there. But if, if faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains, then think about what great faith can do. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do that and talk about how to strengthen your faith, I want to look at some frequent causes of a weak faith. All right. So uh, in your message notes, if you want to pull those out, we have three foundations of a weak faith. And the first is faith that's based on feelings. 
if we were to go around the room and have everybody share how they came to faith in Jesus Christ, uh, we would discover that there are just a variety of ways that people come to that point where they place their faith in Jesus Christ. And sometimes when we come to faith, it, it's in a very powerful way. You, uh, When you first make that decision for Christ, it's because you felt God's presence in a very real way. Uh, that happened to me. It was a very powerful experience. But our faith can be weakened when we base our faith on feelings. When the feelings that we had when we came to faith or we have those mountaintop experiences of, of God, yeah, when we rely on those, uh, then that can weaken our faith. And feelings are important. Uh, don't get me wrong there. It's important to feel joy and peace. God wants us to, to have those exhilarating uh, moments when God is very present. But when that is what we're depending on, uh, it can weaken our faith. Then the second foundation for a, a weak faith is faith that depends on answered prayer. Uh, our faith can be weak if it hinges on our day-to-day -day, uh, experience of God's activity in our life. So when our prayers aren't an when our prayers are answered, our faith soars. Uh, when God is silent, it becomes harder to trust Him. When God shows up in unmistakable ways, then our confidence grows. But when he doesn't come through, uh, then uh, the way that we wanted our confidence shrinks. So when we pray and God answers, we're like, yay, God, all right, there's my God. But when prayers don't seem to be answered the way that we want, um, then we start to question, is there even a God there? And our faith can sometimes ebb and flow if it's depending on what God is doing. And, you know, God may be orchestrating this amazing answer to your prayer, but it's going to be in his time, not ours. And a strong faith keeps trusting, even when prayers aren't being answered in our way and in our time. Then a third foundation for a weak faith is a faith that's based on circumstances. Sometimes our faith is, faith is based on current life circumstances. So when life is good, then God is good, and he's pleased with us. And when things are hard or bad, then God must not care about us, or he's punishing us for some past sin. What did I do yesterday that I deserve this today? And we don't always understand our circumstances, but we can trust our God. In 2 Corinthians 5.7, we're reminded that we are to walk by faith, not by sight, not what we see in our current circumstances. And a faith that's built on perfect circumstances will be a weak faith because circumstances change, right? Circumstances change frequently, but God never changes. So three unstable foundations for faith. Our faith can be weak when it's dependent on our feelings, when it's dependent on uh, answered prayers that in our time and in our way, or when it's uh, dependent on perfect circumstances. And, and we all have those times when our faith can wane a bit and when life gets hard. So we need to have a strong faith. We need to strengthen our faith and, and grow it. So we're going to look at uh, start by looking at the definition of faith found in the book of Hebrews, chapter one, uh, chapter 11, verse 1. 
And this is our memory verse this week, so let's go ahead and read it together. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. He's worth 11.1. All right, so faith is is being sure of what we hope for, certain of things that we do not see. And, you know, as you look at this scripture, one of the first things that you'll notice is that there's a difference between faith and hope, right? That faith is being sure of what we hope for. So faith is like taking hope to uh, the next step further. And as we think about how to build or grow our faith, the first thing you need to know is how to go from hoping that God will act and that things will work out to certainty. How can we get the kind of faith that moves us beyond simply hoping to being certain that God is who he says he is and that he'll do what he says he will do? So if you want to look back at your message notes, we're going to look at three uh, essentials to a strong faith. The first one is uh, a growing faith requires a strong foundation. We just talked about some weak foundations, right, to build your faith on. And to have a faith that's strong and growing, then you have to have a strong foundation. And we're going to look at Hebrews 4, verse 14 here in a second. And in this uh, verse, or this passage, the writer of Hebrews points to the foundation for our faith. And I want to give you a little background before we read that, though, because the, the author of Hebrews is writing to a group of Christians who were Jewish. They were Jewish Christians, and they were really discouraged. They um, were experiencing extreme persecution. Uh, many of them had lost their jobs. They would lost their place in society. And they believed that Jesus was coming back soon. And it wasn't down the road three days. It was the... Kind of soon, like you've put your dinner in the microwave and he's coming back before the ding at the end, okay? So, like, really soon. And they believed that he was coming back so soon that most of them had sold uh, their belongings, they had given away their money, but things weren't going as they thought, and they were losing faith. So the writer of Hebrews is urging them not to abandon their faith just because of their circumstances. In other words, uh, don't base your faith on uh, what you can see. Your faith needs a greater foundation than that. And in these verses, he gives them the true foundation for their faith. So look with me at Hebrews 4, 14. It says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. The scripture teaches us that our faith in Jesus Christ is the foundation of a secure faith. one that we can hold on to. And the foundation of our faith is not good circumstances. It's not following a set of rules. It's not being good enough or winning God's favor or answered prayers or experience. None of those things are a sure foundation for our faith. The sure and lasting foundation for 
Christian faith is a person, and that person is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. When you lean on Jesus, when, then when things are tough, things aren't going the way you thought they would, you have a strong foundation for your faith. And, you know, if you haven't taken that step yet to give your life to Jesus Christ, um, I would just encourage you to do that this morning. Whatever your life has been up to this point, it will be so much more full and meaningful, full of joy with Jesus. And if you're not sure how to do that, uh, talk to me after the service. There's a box on the back of your connection card that you can check, and I'd love to talk with you. I'll, I'll get with you on that. But, you know, it's a great day to start a, a new life in Jesus Christ to have that foundation for the rest of your life. So Jesus is the foundation of our faith. Everything depends on him. So how do we go from that initial starting place to a faith that's continually growing and active and alive? Well, the second essential is to know and believe God's promises. The bridge between hope and faith in Hebrews 11.1 1 is the promise. We, we have faith that God is who he says he is and he'll do what he says he, can, he will do. Now, if the bridge between hope and faith is God's promises, the things that we can know about God from Scripture, then one of the most important things that we can do is know what the promises are, right? Know what God's Word says. Faith comes from knowing God's promises and His Word. And Romans 10:17 says that, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard, through the word about Christ. So faith comes from hearing, right? Faith comes from hearing. And if you're going to know and believe God's promises, you have to know what they are. And you build and grow your faith by being in worship, by reading God's word, by praying, and getting into the Bible. Um, I remember when I first became a Christian, I was 16 years old, and the good news for modern man, I think, had recently come out, but don't look up the copyright date on it. But uh, I had a paperback copy of that, and I just sat down I, for hours reading it and underlining the promises and underlining uh, how to live as a, a follower of Jesus Christ. It's just so alive. And that's the way the Bible should be when you read it. It's just full of truth and full of God's promises for us. And that's how you strengthen your faith, is to get into God's Word and read it and let God speak to you through it. God's Word never, ever fails us. Uh, Psalm 199.89 says, Your Word is eternal, in, uh, it stands firm in the heavens. God never changes, His Word never changes. It doesn't matter if it was written 4,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago. Uh, His Word is as true today as it was when it was written and it's true for every person in every generation. Our faith grows as we hear and believe the promises of God. And then your faith is stoked as you act on what you hear in God's word. This is really where the rubber meets the, meets the road. You know, we can say that we believe God's word, but faith is belief in action. Um, it's not enough to know what God's word says. To have a vital faith, we need to act on what we hear. Uh, James, the writer of one of the letters in the New Testament, says clearly, I will show you my faith by what I do. 
And we aren't saved by our deeds. We're saved by Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross. But our faith grows and we become, uh, it becomes life-changing for us and for other people as well when we put faith into action. So I'd really encourage you to sit down this week as we're starting this series on faith. Read chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews. It's got this whole list of people who acted on what they believed about God. It's, a, it's a, called the faith chapter. And the writer provides this lift, list of all these people. Uh, and, and then, you know, if you think about all throughout history, the great stories of people who acted on their faith. Your faith, my faith, will grow as we act on what we know. As you step out in faith, then you'll see God work in powerful ways. Let's pray. Loving God, we uh, thank you for this uh, time together. And we thank you for uh, putting in us the faith to trust in you, for giving us your Holy Spirit to lead and guide us and to help us to live by faith. Father, I pray for anyone here uh, whose circumstances are uh, painful right now. Maybe it's hard to believe and hard to trust. I ask that you'll uh, just strengthen them, that you'll give them the hope that they need, and that you'll help them to continue to trust and walk with you. And help us all, God, to grow in our faith as we put our faith in action, that you would be able to work through us and that the world would know uh, about you and about your love. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.